Pull up a chair and tell me your memory. Why does it matter to you? I want to hear your story, your point of view. Tell me what happened to you. Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one true childhood experience and how that event, that moment in time, impacted who they are today. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences. Some of them beautiful and memorable, and some of them actually quite painful. But I'd like to think that everything that's ever happened to me has made me a better person. Now, I know a lot of you probably think that's probably not true and you're probably right but I like to think it anyway anyway tell me what happened is sponsored by sidelining publishing publishers of quality books including Susan Salador's classic children's books I've got peace in my fingers and one little act of kindness all right today I have as my guest a friend of mine Vonda Brunstein Vonda is a longtime labor and community organizer. She now works at the Center for Labor and a Just Economy at Harvard Law School. Welcome to Tell Me What Happened, Vonda. Hi, Jay. Vonda, great to have you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. Are you ready to tell your story? Sure. All right, listen, Vonda, I'm going to get out of the way. And at the end, I'm going to ask you absolutely one question. And that one question is this. How do you think what you told me impacted who you are as an adult? So take it away, Vonda. Well, thanks for having me, Jay. So my story, I was about eight years old and my uncle had an accident at work. So I grew up in West Michigan and he worked in a factory. I think it was a factory that made furniture. And on the day of the accident, he had worn regular shoes, not the steel toe work boots that I think probably he wore most often and it was an inspection day. So that was the reason for it. And during that day, he stepped into some molten metal and it incinerated part of his foot. A horrible, horrible accident. And um, what I remember is after it all happened, a discussion at the dinner table at my house, the adults were talking, you know, I was a kid listening in And I remember them talking about the fact that my uncle had been demoted to a desk job and discussing it. And I felt like that wasn't fair. I didn't really understand uh, what had happened to him. I think by that point, he had already had surgery on his foot. But the adults, you know, their explanation was that it was God's will and that we needed to leave it in God's hands. And I didn't really, that didn't make any sense to me. I was raised in a very religious community in West Michigan. Church was really the center of our lives. And, you know, I still couldn't make sense of it. My uncle is in his 80s now, and he's really, he's an incredible, incredible man. He still volunteers with his church. He's been working his entire life. The accident has not really destroyed his joy of living or his ability to work. I remember for his 50th birthday, I think he went bungee jumping and for his 80th or his 70th birthday, he went in a hot air balloon. So he's this man that's full of life and, you know, still up until a couple of years ago, worked on an assembly line, assembling light fixtures. And so I find this 
incredibly remarkable person in my life. Um, I'm full of admiration for him. And yet the story from my childhood, this moment when I'm sitting there at the dinner table with my family, trying to make sense of what happened to him at work and how the company could just, in my mind at least, demote him and disrespect him and the fact that we had to just leave it up to God, I've always struggled with. So Jay, that's my story. Von, that hurts me. My foot hurts thinking about what that poor man went through. And then he's got a lifetime of that. Yeah. And I know because I've known you for many years that uh, you have a lot of positive energy towards, uh, I think, unions, but I'm not going to speak for you. Hmm. But let me ask you the question. How do you think you hearing that story as a young girl and uh having your uncle, you know, remain highly religious and, and believing that what happened to him was God's will. How do you think that impacted you as an adult? Well, you know, this is, I don't know, I guess a million dollar question because all of our childhood experiences, I think, impact us in some way. I think that there's a couple of really direct things that happened to me. Um, I was really lucky to go to college and um, moved to Chicago. And I did what I knew best, which was, you know, get involved in um, a church. And so I joined First Presbyterian Church of Woodlawn. And it turns out that that congregation was one of the founding members of the Woodlawn organization in the 60s, which was one of the Saul Alinsky organizations, Saul Alinsky being, you know, the grandfather of community organizing. And so I got to experience a different way of people coming together on a shared set of beliefs, but also acting in the community around something that they believed in, how to build power to make change. And so I feel like that was an incredibly fortunate thing that happened to me. And then eventually, yes, as you said, I have been part of labor unions. I worked for SEIU, the Service Employees International Union, for over 15 years and really got a chance to fight alongside of working people for better pay and working conditions and recognition of the hard work that they do. So I feel like that seed that was in me at eight years old of frustration and dissatisfaction, I have been able to turn that into something. Um, I've been able to turn it into an incredible set of experiences as a community organizer. I did end up working for the Industrial Areas Foundation, which was the Saolinski group. Um, I did that for years in Chicago and New York and in Boston. And then I went to go work for the Service Employees Union and have been able to, you know, uh, try to fight on behalf of myself and other working people and the people that I grew up with and really people all over the country. So I think that there's a direct connection. You know, my family, interestingly enough, or ironically, is not very supportive of unions. My parents are very supportive of me and don't understand what I do for a living. My father, uh, years ago, said something to me when we were watching a show and a commercial for Walmart came on. And he said, oh, there's a good company because they don't support unions. And um, that was pretty hard to hear. He apologized. But that sentiment in West Michigan, I just, you know, <laughs> again, it, it just, it, it, it's fueled me, I think. and. I've been able to take it and turn it around. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you still have a, a relationship with your folks, but I, that was oh, yeah. me that, you know, you're working so hard for the working people. 
and somebody would say that and your dad would say that in front of you or whatever. Uh, and yeah, no, it's, 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 I have, I have a wonderful family and um, my uncle too, you know, he's really, um, he and my dad, the whole family, large family, eight kids in their family. They're really wonderful people and um, hard workers. Like I said before, I've taken that into my life, I think. And, and um, I am really pleased to say that the rate of union membership in West Michigan and in Michigan overall is increasing, not de decreasing like other parts of the country. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the suite, there's new Gallup polls out that I don't remember what the percentage is, maybe 67% of Americans are supportive of, of unions and people to join a union and have collective bargaining. And especially, I think that that's increasing among young people. So that gives me a lot of hope that we can, you know, fight for the things that we believe in. And I really feel like the social change campaigns and organizing efforts I've been part of both through really wonderful organizations, you know, communities of faith and other community groups, as well as labor is contributing to that. So here we are, however many years later, I won't tell you how old I am, but it's been a very um, exciting journey to be on. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of the working people of the world for your work on this, because I've known you for a long time, and I know your commitment to, you know, helping people, working people, and, uh, you know, I still, it hurts me, like I said, to think of your poor uncle losing part of his foot and sort of getting demoted rather than a large settlement and the, uh, you know. The well, if you met him, Jay, you wouldn't feel sorry for him at all, because he's, you know, while well, he's had, you know, surgeries on his foot and it's, you know, he was also in other accidents on the farm. So he's, you know, some people would look at him and say, oh my gosh, wow, he's really struggled physically. But the man um, has never let that stop him from really living a full life um, and has really been an, an inspiration for me. When I hear from my dad, these stories about how he's choosing to celebrate his birthday, you know, he's really, I think, a testament to like, you know, the I have to say the salt of the earth people that I grew up with. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Bonda. I really appreciate the story. Shout out to your family for raising such a wonderful daughter and uh, niece, I guess. And I hope you continue your great work. But uh, in any case, I, um, I do respect the fact that you respect your family the way you do. And it's, it's great to um, reconnect with you after a, a while. So uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Likewise, Jay. Continue the good work. All right. All right. Well, that's our show. I'd like to thank Vonda Brunsting again for coming on our show, telling us her story. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sidelining Publishing. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. <laughs>